You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 79. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. Happy New Year. Happy New Year indeed. Fantastic to be joining you here in the year 2021. It's like I was expecting flying cars, maybe even hoverboards. Nada, nothing. No major differences between yesterday and today. (laughs) None at all. Just on the calendar. I get to spend the next month trying to remind myself to write 2-1 whenever I write checks or... No, wait. Who the hell writes checks anymore? Rent. Rent is where I write checks. Perhaps on documents. I have to remember to put 21. That's it. That's I don't really know the major differences that are going to be happening. You know, I have a theory. This is how I sort of uh, metaphor it in that, you know, in my head, the way that a year changes to the next year. If you've ever watched the Olympics, and you may have heard me tell this story before. I'm just not sure if I've told it to just the sobriety podcast or also to the college success habits podcast. So picture the four by 100 relay in the Olympics where they're on the track, right? And one runner runs the hundred meters and then, then he hands the baton to the next one or she hands it to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And right after it's been handed off three times, somebody wins. I picture years changing over very similarly. So you've got one year that's sprinting and in order to pass the baton and keep the race flowing, The next year has to start running before the baton's even in its hands, right? And so December to January is when 2021 started to run. And that's one of the reasons, you know, we talked about operational tempo. We talked about delete, distort, generalize. We talked about 10 things about my younger self. It was really just to get ourselves moving forward, thinking about what we've done this year and what we can be thinking about doing this year, what we did last year and what we can be thinking about doing for 2021. So when you picture your years ending, because one year is, you know, 2021 was already running before 2020 even passed off the baton. Now 2021 has the baton. Here's the thing about 2020 though. Just like in the race, the runner who has passed the baton doesn't just stop on a dime and then walk away. There is still speed of that year, of that runner, that needs to begin to dissipate. They need to, you know, they, again, it's not humanly possible to stop on a dime. They're, they may not be running as fast, but they're still moving forward. That's what 2020 is doing as well. You still have the rest of this month, the whole month of January, to wrap up the things that you wanted to from 2020. In many ways, when you, when you accept this metaphor I have for how years change over, you, have, you really have 13 months in a year. And I love doing it this way because December, basically December 1 to February 1, gives you two whole months to wrap up 2020 and to start 2021. 
This is why I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I say when you're ready to make massive change, just do it. Why are you putting it off? What is the motivation to put it off? Why would you say, okay, I want to quit smoking, I want to quit drinking, I want to start spending more time studying, I want to spend more time being um, present with my relationships, I want to lose weight, I want to eat healthier, whatever it is you've been looking to do, why are you waiting? If it's you putting something off because you really don't want to start it, then the question is more, why are you even making that a goal? if you don't even want to start it. Like, I get, in life, no one really wants to sign up for a class, pay the hundreds of dollars, commit to all those hours of the class, and then be told they have to do three tests and two papers. Right? Like, I get it. I remember doing papers. It's, it's super fun when you're not in school and you're not being held accountable by a professor <laughs> to actually do a lot of the stuff that I didn't enjoy doing in college. I love writing essays for LinkedIn or writing blog posts what, or putting together podcasts. If this was an assignment, I don't know if I'd enjoy it as much. So one, let's flip the mindset about that, and we'll, we'll be covering that in time. But right now, I want to focus on action. I want to focus on why you would set a goal that you don't even really want to participate in. I had a client recently tell me he had a problem with goal setting. I countered with, You don't have a problem with goal setting. You have a problem with goal accomplishing. You want the goal or you wouldn't set it. Not accomplishing the goal isn't a goal setting issue. It's a goal accomplishing issue. So then let's look at why you didn't accomplish the goal. What was the motivation, one, to set the goal? What was the specifics around the goal? You know, we can fall back into the SMART goals. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Were you specific about the goal you wanted to set? Was it measurable? Did you have a way of knowing you were achieving it? Was it actually attainable? Setting a goal at my age to be an NFL MVP quarterback for a Super Bowl team is the most unattainable, unrealistic goal you could set. When somebody says, well, this is the United States of America and you can be anything you want to be. And you, okay, you can, but there are certain age limitations to things. And are you really willing to prioritize it? If you're a four foot seven female who weighs 100 pounds, setting a goal to be a professional football player is just ridiculous. Just as it would be ridiculous for a six foot three, 180 pound white dude in the middle ages trying to say he wants to be a quarterback, right? Like, let's... Let's, let's reel it in a little bit. Now, for you international listeners out there, I'm sure you might have some limitations based upon, you know, what perhaps your governmental laws are, or, you know, I got a lot of listeners that are in the Middle East, and obviously there's a lot of contention for land rights and, and inner turmoil that you have to deal with, but you still have opportunities because you're clearly either in college or have a desire to be in college if you're listening to this show. So let's just push away some of the uh, more... Um, difficult hypotheticals for me to cover in this conversation. And let's just stick to what we can, I can rationalize in my head as I discuss all of this, that we live in a society where things are attainable. We have to be realistic about what it is that we can actually attain. But when you set a goal and then you don't accomplish it, you have to start asking yourself, why did you set the goal and why didn't you accomplish it? 
If you want to blame other people for why you're not accomplishing things, then you're giving the power you hold over your own life, you're giving it up to someone else. Oh, I couldn't go to school because my little sibling needed to be driven to school every day. Okay, if that's the excuse you want to run with. If you don't want to achieve the desired outcome of graduating from college so that you can have a better life for yourself, and then you want to hang your hat, you want to, you want to place the blame upon someone else because they needed something from you. So that means that you couldn't do the thing you needed to do. Then that's on you. If there was only that class offered at that time, and therefore you had to also be taking your sibling to school, did you really look at all the different opportunities you had to contact the school to look for different ways to be a part of that class? A lot of people want to hang the blame for not accomplishing something on someone else so that they can go through and say, well, I would have done that had it not been for A, B, or C. When in reality, if you really wanted it, you'd make it happen. Car broke down in the middle of the night, in the middle of freaking nowhere, and you're, you don't have a cell phone signal, and your, your spare tire it barely has enough air in it, you're going to figure out a way to get off that side of the road. You're going to figure out a way to get that car moving in some manner to get you to a point of safety. Come hell or high water. That means that you got to walk seven miles to the nearest station so that you can get a hold of a tow truck. You're going to figure it out. If it means enough to you, you're going to figure it out. So when you place the blame for non-accomplishment on someone else, that tells me that you didn't really want it to begin with. Messy action will always beat no action. Messy action will always beat no action. It reminds me of the Eisenhower quote, when he says, in preparing for battle, um, I have always found that plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. You've heard me say plans are, are worthless, plans are useless, but planning is priceless. George S. Patton has a quote that says, a good plan violently executed now is better than a perfect plan executed next week. Now, they're using analogies about war, Let's just bring it, let's reel that in a little bit and let's bring it back to the college world. Let's bring it back to the high school world. Any plan that is moved upon today is better than a plan that you sit on for another week. You want to sit there and say, I can't accomplish something because of this, that, or the other. I don't want to hear it no more. Messy action is better than no action. Inaction will get you nothing every single time. Principle number four of my book, which I'm sure you've all read because you love this show so much, is take action. The reason why it's there and it's specifically sandwiched in between be decisive and embrace discipline is because when you start with a growth mindset and you realize that you can grow and learn and you can achieve anything that you desire, then you're already ahead of the people who think that they can't even achieve something to begin with, so they don't even set the goal. If you know that you can figure it out, you're better off than the person who doubts that they can ever figure it out. Right? 
From there, you're courageous. Why why courage is number two? Is because we want you to start to build up that courage right after you've, you've, you've embraced this growth mindset. You've developed this growth mindset to be courageous. Because that's when you step into the decisiveness that it requires in life to make a choice about what it is you are, you're going to do. And then you take action on it. It's in the discipline that those small, simple steps begin to unfold that allow you to actually achieve the goal that you have set. The discipline is in that small, simple step attitude. I love the discipline. Embracing flexibility, just that's, that goes back to the quote that I just told you about with Eisenhower, that plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. Embracing flexibility just lets you know that, look, I made a plan. I'm going to accomplish this goal, but I also realize that life is going to get in the way. Like Things are going to happen that are actually out of my control. And I'm going to have to figure it out once those things occur. You can't control the weather. You can't control COVID. You can't control the presidential election or social justice issues or a street closure or an accident on your route. What you can control is yourself, the way you respond to things, emotionally grounded rather than reacting emotionally triggered. You're in control of your own self, your own actions, your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors. You, that's what you can control. You can control making sure that you grab that bus to campus two buses before the last bus that you can catch before you show up late. I'll never forget at UF, there was four different bus, There was four buses that would come by in the morning before the fifth bus. It was all the same. You know, it was all route whatever it was. But from the moment they started, I had five buses total I could grab until I would officially show up late. If I had to grab the sixth bus, I would definitely show up late. Fifth bus, I'd still have to hurry a little bit. Fourth bus, get there five, ten minutes before class. And I could see the bus stop from outside my window. I knew when they were coming. So I could easily say, okay, first bus is on time. Second, I aimed for the third bus. That was my goal. I could control that about myself. Where in your life are you thinking, nah, that's fine. I'll just catch the fifth bus and I'll make an excuse for why I'm late. Or I'll, ha- I'll just run every day to class. and I'll th- Or I'll hit the sixth bus and definitely be 15 minutes late. But I'll blame the traffic. I'll blame someone else. And then where is that kind of decision-making process leaking out to other areas of your life? Where else are you showing up five or 10 minutes late? for a lunch date or a dinner date or for a meeting or an appointment. That's unprofessional. It doesn't look good on you. Everything around us is the real world. But you'll get people who say, well, you can get away with that stuff because you're in college. You're not part of the real world yet. You are. You are absolutely the part of the real world. When you are spending thousands and thousands of dollars a year to attain a degree that will allow you to look more favorable to employers or help you gain the knowledge to start your own business. Just because other people might be treating it like the minor leagues doesn't mean that you should be. College football playoffs are on right now on my big computer in my home office. 
I sit here, I got the Notre Dame Alabama game on. And somebody earlier today, one of my friends had said that basically college football has just turned into a prep league for the NFL. Where it's being considered more like the minor leagues now. And that may or may not be true based on business decisions that people much bigger than these players are making. But the bottom line is like this game is an extracurricular activity to the purpose for which they're going to college for. That degree for a 99% of these athletes will never see even a combine, let alone a snap in the actual NFL league. Yes, Alabama has got a lot of players that will be going to the NFL, but a majority of these teams might have one that even merits consideration and be lucky to even get to play. That degree, what they choose to study in college, will speak volumes for what they can accomplish once they leave college. Even if they get to go to the NFL, the average player, the think of the lifespan of a, of a player in the NFL is about three years. They better have a good backup. <laughs> the quarterback for the Alabama team graduated with like some sort of sports marketing degree or a sports broadcasting type thing. Like, okay, he's starting to think outside. A lot of these guys are going to go off and get business degrees because they're going to be able to use the fame that they gained at these colleges or in these towns. They'll be able to go back and they'll be able to start businesses. They'll be able to do some really great stuff. I give you this whole sports analogy on this because this is real. Going to college and getting that degree is important. Are there other ways to do it besides going to college? Absolutely. You can go to a tech school, right? You can go, uh, and nowadays you can learn so much stuff online. You, you know, there's Coursera and there's Udemy. I mean, you don't have to go to college to learn how to be a public speaker, to be inspirational, to teach NLP, to life coach, any more than you need to go to college to start, you know, start your own business or be a yoga instructor who opens up a yoga website and teaches yoga and makes seven figures selling yoga videos. Like you can do things outside of just going to college if that's what you decide. The system that has been most easily placed in front of us for decades now has been graduate high school, go to college, get a degree, come out, get plugged into the corporate America system, and just follow the script until you're lucky enough to retire with a 401k and hopefully some stock options and you know maybe you've got yourself a Roth IRA or you know you've gotten yourself into some really good investments and and now you can stop working at 65 and you get to watch your kids have kids and you sort of just flow through the script doesn't exist like that anymore you can choose to go to college and be this multipotentialite which is something i covered on is that, I don't know if I covered it on this or if I covered it on the sobriety show. Let's see, multipotentialite multi was episode 91 of the sobriety show. And this is just somebody who's interested in a lot of things, takes a lot of, th can take information from varying fields and, and sort of create their own career. Right? Maybe you're a marine biologist, but you've also always wanted to have your own travel show and you've also really love cooking vegan stuff. And so somehow you become like this marine biologist with a, with a YouTube channel that talks about marine biology while you cook vegan food. I, you know, whatever it might be. College is not the only route. It is just the easiest route. Because it, other people have done it. The whole system's laid out in front of you. 
So then you get on board with that. And then you, you but if you just feel like you're just sort of following a, a system everybody else has done and you're not feeling energized around it, you're setting goals, but you're not accomplishing them. Then you have to start asking yourself, what is fueling the path and the journey you're currently on? If other people's desires for how your life should be, for how it should feel, sound, and look like, if that's overriding what you desire, you will eventually lose the desire to keep following that path because it's not really yours. All of this is a really great topic for the first day of a brand new year because whatever happened last year, that year is already starting to trail off. It's already starting to slow down. 2021, is it's going, but it's not going as fast as it will become February 1st. It can only run so fast without the baton. It just got the baton 16 hours ago. You have to make decisions based on what it is you desire your long-term outcome to be. I heard a commercial today that was like, nine months ago, the world stopped. No, it didn't. The world did not stop. Restaurants closing, bowling alleys closing, skating rinks closing, amusement parks closing. That didn't stop the world. Even for those people who ran those businesses, the world didn't stop. Things changed, but nothing stopped. If you keep expecting for the news to have, you know, breaking news, COVID officially over, it's not going to happen. Stop making decisions based on COVID, based on politicians, based on social justice issues. Start creating the life you want for yourself regardless of how the world is spinning around you. Yes, wear a mask when in public out of courtesy and respect and for the health concerns that other people have, and perhaps you have. Wear the mask because that is the way that society keeps itself clean and safe. Regardless if you've read, I've done my research and it says that microbiomes are making it through the cloth ones, but so you basically got to be wearing a World War II. Shut the hell up and just wear the damn mask. Other people who actually study this stuff are smarter than I, smarter than most of us have said masks are doing something. Even if it's not and it's a placebo effect, for the love of God, are we really going to fight over masks? It is what it is. Wash your hands. Keep clean. Politicians in D.C. make decisions. Your local politicians make decisions, right? That's going to affect you to a certain extent, but it shouldn't cripple you and leave you in bed, shivering, cold, and crying about things that whatever. Social justice issues, hey, I have an idea. How about we be inclusive over exclusive and just stop being dicks to one another? Understand that we can't possibly understand every other person's perspective. We have no clue what their life has been like. Even if they tell us stories about what their life has been like, it is still stories told to us by them through their perspective. Ten other people watching their life play out would have ten other stories about how their life played out. So understand that when people have experienced things, it is what it is. 
they have they have developed their values, their beliefs around these experiences and memories. You have done the same thing. It is time that you start to really, really write down what it is that you want and turn it into reality. I'm going to be launching a program here real soon, and it's going to be about helping people accomplish things. Ultimate goal is going to be to teach neuro-linguistic programming to people who I know will help because it's helped me. I have been told by countless people, uh, especially in the high school, college ages, who've taken NLP, they've been in some of my classes, this stuff is amazing. This thought process, this brain that I have now, while a part of it existed when I first got sober, I have created this brain in the last four years, which is about how much time it takes most people to graduate college, four to five years. The first five years of my sobriety, I was treating like being in college, learning a bunch, putting some things to test, you know, stepping out, being ready to go, really just like a junior or senior in this whole sobriety experience. But I still am treating it like the pros. I'm still treating it like what I'm doing matters because it does. What you're doing matters. You think it's just a simple assignment one day, that could, that could be a deal worth millions of dollars. You think it's just a meeting that you're showing up to, who cares if it's five minutes late? One day, that could be the opportunity of a lifetime and you showing up five minutes late shows the person at the other side of the table that you don't take things seriously enough. You have a great conversation, a really good chat with them. They say, it was great to meet you. Maybe you'll talk again later. And they walk away from that table knowing that they were getting ready to offer you something amazing. And they chose not to because you were five minutes late. And you walk away thinking that was a great encounter, never realizing that they were holding something extremely valuable in their pocket. And they decided not to offer it to you because you were five minutes late. Unlike the movies where you can see how things play out around the actors, real life, we don't get to see how things would have played out around us had we done things differently. So just show up as the best version of yourself all the time. And expect that because you are doing that, good things will happen over time. It is up to you to make the choice moving forward in this year, to not see it, that it stopped, to see everything as it's still going. So you can't go to your favorite pizza place on a Friday night with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You can't go bowling with your friends or you can't throw parties in your frat sorority house. Oh, well. You can't go to prom. You, you missed homecoming. Yeah, the experiences that so many people have missed out on over the last nine months, it super sucks. One day, I don't. I barely remember my senior prom. I, mean, I definitely remember Abby. I definitely remember dancing to the wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton. Those are beautiful memories whenever I choose to step back into them. But for the most part, what, ex- what I experienced there doesn't really change anything about my life today. The experiences you're missing out on, yes, it will suck. And because it happened during a pandemic, you will absolutely remember them. But these will be great stories to tell. And it'll be super amazing for you to look back at one day and say, you know what? I had resiliency, even in the face of all that, to keep moving forward on my path for my life. Plans might be worthless. The planning is absolutely priceless. 
And a plan executed today is better than a plan that you just sit on for a week. Move forward. Sit down and write out the goals you have for this coming semester. Write out the goals you have for the rest of this year. Write out the goals you have for the rest of your time in college or for the first three years outside of college. And then look at those goals and ask yourself, who is choosing those goals for yourself? Are those your goals? Are those somebody else's goals for what they want to see your life become? Goal setting is super simple. Just think about things that you want and write them down on paper. Goal accomplishing is where the effort comes in. That's where the difficulties come. Because the challenges in accomplishing things mean you have to have discipline and perseverance and resiliency and flexibility. If you want something you've never had, you have to do something that you've never done. Your future is out there. You might be thinking this whole time up till today, you've just been in the minor leagues preparing. But you are not. Practice makes progress. You are preparing yourself. The habits you lay down now become the habits you will be following for years. The habits you choose today are the habits you will be contending with for days, months, years down the road. Are these habits you're going to have to look back on one day and say, screwed that one up, damn it, and then have to better it? Are they going to be habits that you look back on five years from now and go, boy, I'm really glad I started doing that then. Because look at the life I've created for myself. The world is open to you if you choose to see it that way. It's a new year. It's a new day. But it's your routines. It's your habits. It's you and the choices you're making that will decide everything. Everything. Let's be more conscious about the choices we're making and let's move forward knowing that Messy action always beats no action. I want you all to have a happy new year. Enjoy your next week or two, maybe even three, not going to school. I hope you've enjoyed my little uh, inspirational effusion here. It is a new year. It's a new day. But it's honestly, (laughs) it's really no different than yesterday. You choose to make it different. What choices will you start making right now, today? to move yourself forward toward what you want. Is it specific, measurable, attainable, realistic? Have you put a timetable on it? Let's do these things, and let's talk more about this in the following weeks as we prepare for our best year yet. Much love, everybody. Happy New Year. Inclusivity over exclusivity. The power of positive energy. Release and flow. I'll see you next week. Much love. Bye-bye. 